This morning we want to read from John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, and then 10 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. And to all who received him and who believed in his name, he gave the power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. May God bless the reading of his word. I know Brian well enough. Usually I can tell when the song is about over, but you fooled me that time. Anyone here personally knows someone that's famous? You don't have to raise your hand. I see a few people saying, yeah, I know someone who's famous. I was trying to think if I knew anyone who was famous, and Ed Houston was about as close as I could get. I I can't think of anyone who's really famous that uh, I know personally. Now, I do know some people who, you know, I have friends who know someone famous, uh, kind of the friend of a friend thing. But anytime you're around someone and you discover that they know someone personally that is in the news or in entertainment or someone that everybody knows who that is, what's one of the first questions that you ask them? (laughs) You ask, well, what's that person really like? I mean, I know their image. I know, you know, what they want us to think they're like. But since you know them personally, what is it that, that, that they're really like? Who are they in person? Well, I think of that whenever I begin reading the Gospels, particularly the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of John, because those two Gospels were written by people who walked with Jesus, who knew him as he was on this earth. And John, of all people, knew Jesus best of all. He was the man that Jesus referred to when he was on this earth as his best or closest friend. So anytime John starts telling us about Jesus, uh, he's got my attention. Now, this first part of John that we read a moment ago is sounds very theological. It's got some really strange terms in it, and sometimes we get a little sidetracked by that. For example, in the beginning of the gospel, he begins by saying that Jesus was the Word. Now, not many people are ever described as the Word. And we know if you've done some research into that term, the Greek term that John used was hologos. You know that that was a Greek philosophical term 
that describe the ordering principle or the logic behind all the universe. And so perhaps John chose that out because the people in the Greek society of his day would recognize that what he was saying was that Jesus is the main principle that holds everything together in the universe. Or he could have been thinking about his Jewish friends who knew the story of God creating the earth, how God spoke the earth into existence. And so he's making that tie then between Jesus as God's spoken word and the power of God to create. Well, those are interesting terms, but sometimes, like I say, we kind of get off on that and we are thinking about that while the rest of the passage is read. But John goes on to use some words that are very meaningful and very accessible to us. And so this morning, as our minds are on the fact that Jesus came and lived on this earth, lived among us as a person, then I just want to ask John the question, well, how did you experience him? What was it like to be with him? How did he make you feel? And what did it change or what about your life changed by walking with him? Well, one of the terms that John used, if you will think back or if you want to open your Bible and look over that description again there in John chapter 1, one of the ways he described it, he said it was like life itself, that I was just alive when I was with Jesus. Now, I can sort of relate to that. Because there are people that sometimes you're around or sometimes some of the people you're around all the time, there's those special times when everything is just wonderful and, and it just you feel all alive. And John said that's the way it was. To be with him was to feel really alive again. And for life to have such meaning and to be open with all these possibilities that Jesus was just life himself. Then he goes on to say, and, and it was like light. He was like living in light. Now, that's an especially important term to me because, you know, in our day, and I know it was true in John and Jesus' day as well, do any of y'all ever get confused about what is right and what is wrong? What is the best decision to make? What's the best way to live? Which way do we turn? Uh, what do we value? What do we not? And it just seems like that can all kind of get mixed up. And John said, you know, when I was with Jesus, it's like I could see. It's like I could see what was right and what was wrong and, and what was good and what was bad and, and what would be helpful and what was not helpful, what was important and what's not important. And then he goes on to say, and he made us feel like family. By being with him, we became children of God and brothers and sisters with one another. Now, I don't know what kind of family that John grew up in. I know he had a brother that was a follower of Jesus, too. I know they were fishermen and all of that, but I don't really know his family dynamics. It could be that he grew up in a wonderfully warm family, like many of us did, that we think back to our family of origin and those wonderful days and Christmas mornings together in the living room or the den around the Christmas tree, and grandma and grandpa and aunts and uncles and cousins, and you know, you just have those little storybook moments, kind of like Clark Griswold sitting up in the attic watching the movies. You know, all of that just keeps going through your mind. Well, what a wonderful way to describe what it's like to be with Jesus is to that it's just like family. 
Uh, that, that warmth, that, that feeling of acceptance and of belonging. Now, many of us in this room didn't have that kind of experience as a family. Maybe John didn't either. Maybe Zebedee, his dad, was kind of cold and harsh. I don't know. I don't want to, you know, accuse him of anything he wasn't. But what if he was? What, what if his mother was kind of distracted? Or what if she had her own problems and, and was not really able to give the family the attention? We don't know, but I do know that happens in our world today. And some of us grew up in very dysfunctional families. Some of us grew up in mildly dysfunctional families. Some of us grew up with just enough family to make us hungry for family. And we know what family can be like. We know what it should be like. And John says, you know, if you walk with Jesus and he is a part of your life, then you have that family because you are a child of God. And you have brothers and sisters that have been brought together with you in the Holy Spirit. The next thing he says is very much connected to that. He says, and it's like God is our father. When I was with Jesus, I truly understood finally God as a father. You know, it's easy to think of God as a taskmaster. It's easy to think of God as a judge. It's easy to think of God as someone who punishes us when we don't do right. But what God wants us to know is he wants to be our father. And father in the best sense of that word. Again, some of us had marvelous earthly fathers. And whenever we hear that God is a father, we think of our own fathers with, with all of their good attributes just magnified and think, wow, you know, if God is my father times 10, then that's wonderful. Others of us missed out on that. But John says, you know, God can be the father that you always wanted the Father that you always hungered for, that whenever you walk with Jesus and you're his brother, you're his sister, then God is your Father. He goes on to say that in Jesus he saw the glory of God. Now, to us, glory of God is kind of an abstract term. You know, he said the glory of God, to God be the glory. We, we kind of just think of praise or, or words. Or, but in John's world, in the Hebrew world, the glory of God was something tangible that you could see. That the glory of God was like what came upon Mount Sinai whenever the children of Israel were gathered around it, the smoke and the fire and the lightning. And if you go back to the Old Testament and read about the glory of God, people could actually see the glory of God. And John says, when I was with Jesus, I saw the glory of God. I saw how wonderful God truly is. I began to know him for right, for, for real, and, and not, not, not who I thought he was, but who he really is. He goes on to say that in Jesus, he finally experienced the grace of God, that in him is grace. And he finally was able to take a deep breath and say, I'm going to be okay. Even though I've messed up, even though I'm weak, even though I've embarrassed myself, I've embarrassed other people, it's going to be okay. Because when I'm with Jesus, I understand that God is someone who will forgive. God is someone who is filled with grace. And finally, he says in this passage, he's full of grace and truth. The word truth actually means reality. 
what is real as opposed to what is unreal. And while so much about Christmas may be unreal, while so much about Christmas may simply be emotion, what started it all, God coming to us in flesh, in the person of His Son, Jesus Christ, is the most real thing that has ever happened. And it brings us into touch with reality. It puts us back up on our feet so that we can walk confidently through this life without, without wondering over here and wondering over there because we know that we stand in what is truth and what is reality. A few moments ago, I held up an unopened package and asked the kids, you know, what good is this if we don't open it and don't use it? And they agreed that it's not any good. Well, John is telling us that in the person of Jesus, God came to us to show us who he is and to help us to live with him forever. It's the most wonderful gift we've ever been given. But the question is, have we opened that present? Have we allowed that present to truly come into our lives and to walk with him and to be able to see him as life and light and family and the fatherhood of God and grace and mercy and truth? This season of the year would be a wonderful time to finally make that commitment. Whether we have put him on in baptism and then let that commitment slip away to recommit once again that for this year, I'm going to begin to let that most wonderful gift operate in my life. Or perhaps if you've held him at arm's length and never named his name, never been baptized into him so that you could wear the name of Christ then what better day than Christmas Day to begin that walk? The invitation is yours, and we stand here to assist you. Let's stand and sing.